0: the Maimur, we're learning, at <coughs> least this part of the Maimur, we're on page 44 in the English translation. The Rebbe has identified the Nakuda Ha'atzmis, the quintessential point of Chassidus, from which all the Chidushim flow, all Chidushim emerge from the Nakuda Ha'atzmis of what Chassidus is, which we saw, we be, that's what we were up to last week on page 44, the third line, chassidus rather. Is a new life force, an essential energy of the state of Yichida. Shachsidus heus Chodosh heus Atzmi de Bchinus Yichida. Yichida. Let's look at footnote fifty-seven. In the Seyfim Amarim, that the innermost part of the Torah that Mashiach will reach will teach is by virtue of his level of Yechida. It is noteworthy that Achia, the Shiloni, who is the teacher of the Baal the founder of Chesidus, is called Master of Chai Yechida. Similarly, the leaders and heads of Yisrael in every generation... The masters who revealed chasidus are of the category of the general yechidah of all Amisha. Achia Shiloni, we spoke about that. It was mentioned in Sefer Malachim and the Rambam's Sagdoma to, to Mishnah Teyra, who was one of those who left Mitzrayim. And the Yushalmi says that he was one of those who left Mitzrayim. He was a teacher, a rebbe of Eliyahu Neste Shtauslus of Teyra, the koch of Yechidah. that we were learning about by the Yechidei back on top, consequently, when this new flow of life was brought into the world. General Chassidus to the Balsham the Magad of Mesvich, and so on, and afterwards, the teachings of Chabad Chassidus to the new soul of Rabbi Shnei Zaman of liberation, we commemorate and celebrate today. This Torah was given on UTES Kislai, the next page. All aspects of the world then began to live with a new vitality. Everything in the world began to live with a new chiyus, an essential life force, chiyus atzmi. We'll see what this means. And thereby, from the all-pervasive flow of this essential life force, all of those innovations were engendered. All of the chidushan that we saw and that we've been talking about of came as a result of the of that revelation of this new chiyas, of Yechida, in in the world. Let's look at footnote fifty nine and sixty. Let's go back. So go back to page forty five. Within Chasidus itself. Chabad Chasidis was the part that brought general chasidis into the realm of understanding and comprehension by Chabad. The three intellectual attributes, Chachma, Bina, and Daz. Thereby Chabad Chasidis revealed the essence of the inner part of Torah. It's from the Rebbe Rashad. The Balsham Tov and the Mizitschamagat revealed the inner part of Torah, but their revelations were in a form higher than rational understanding. And beyond intellectual comprehension it hadn't been yet explained in detail and worked through for the Hamoin Am. The doctrines were trans were transrational, appealing to faith, and called for a largely emotional response. The teachings of the Balshanta of the Mizuchamagi and the other Tsadikim. Intellect was not the obvious instrument for dealing with their Hasidic teachings. Rabbi Shnei Zalman, the founder of Chabad Chassidus, articulated these doctrines in a form which intellect could comprehend, which the mind could comprehend. It wasn't just a matter of emuna, of faith and feeling, but that the mind would be able to understand. Thus he revealed the essence of the teachings of the inner part of Torah. That is, he was able to take that which totally transcended reason and logic and bring it into the realm of intellect. One can accomplish such a feat only by penetrating to the essence of the inner part of Torah. For although essence is that which is not limited to any particular form, be they rational or emotional, nevertheless, essence is expressed through all of these forms. Hence the revelations of the Balshem and the Maggit were the preparation for the revelation of the essence of the inner Torah, which was accomplished by B'shnei Zalman. In the Seyfam and Sikhis and so on, analogizes the contributions of the founders of Chassidus, the Baal and the Maggid, to the contributions of the Ovis before the Torah was given at Har Sinai. The Ovis fulfilled all the commandments of the Torah even before they were given. Yet, as we see in Rabban, the Medrash Rabbid states, this was but the fragrance, not the substance of the Torah. The revelation at Sinai, however, was the essence of the Torah. Just as the deeds and the teachings of the Ovis were preparation for the giving of the Torah at Sinai through Moshe Rabbeinu, similarly the Balshamtiv and the Magi prepared the way for the revelation of the essence of Chessed to the Balatanya. And in sixty, the Rizal explains in the Sefer Vilgulim that there are two kinds of Nishamas one, those included in Adam Rishon's soul, and those not included in Adam Rishon's soul. This second category of neshamas is superior to all others; thus, they are termed neshamas chadashas, new souls. It's a big subject, entire. I'm not going to go into, but these siddikim again. We we would, we had learned a lot about the echidah hadaris, and we would have to try to understand that in that in that picture of the echidah the combination really of Rabbi Nachman and Balatanya in that is of the two sides of of Chochmah and bina, and the two sides of the seichel and the, the seichel and the leiv, in the in the side of the Chidi of the Now the Rabbi now the Rabbi explains that with this we could understand how Terus is compared to shemen Zayis, to olive oil, to oil, for the same reason that is the essence of the life force, chasidus is compared to oil, which represents rosin de rosin, secret of secrets. Oil symbolizes the distilled essence of everything. Hence, it necessarily possesses the following two characteristics. On the one hand, it is in itself distinct and separate from everything. Oil doesn't mix. For word to be bound to any one particular thing, it could not then be the essential aspect of everything. Yet at the same time, because it, because it is essence, it must also pervade and be found within everything. For the essence, by definition, exists and is found everywhere. So the Rebbe is explaining that we see that the inyan of Shemen, that the inyan of Shemen, on the one hand, it doesn't mix, it's separate, it's different, it's apart. Because it can't be it can't, it can't be that it is bound to any one particular thing it has to be separate and apart because it's the essence of everything yet at the same time it, because it's the essence it's also found everywhere and within every, within everything for the essence by definition exists and is found everywhere this concept, like all matters pertaining to panemturhi to the inner Torah, next page, is also is also expressed. In the revealed Torah. You you have the next page? Yeah. Yeah. Even in actual halacha, a practical law in Nigla, on the one hand, oil does not mix with any liquids, we'll see in the footnotes in a second, and conversely, it penetrates into all matter. And thus, chesidus is likened to oil, for it also possesses these two properties. By virtue virtue of its nature as essence, it does not mix with any other thing it is the essential core of the life force higher than any radiation and reflection and on the other hand khusidus diffuses into and permeates every single thing as explained above look at footnote 62 let's see 62 and 63 page 40 back to page 46 and 47 this analogy of khusidus to oil is even more appropriate after the Baltanias' liberation as expressed in the Rashab's well known aphorism of this event, just as the olive gives forth its oil when it is squeezed and pounded, similarly, it's kosis lamor, the Torah says kosis lamor, only when the olive is crushed and pounded to get to the inner, inner, inner drop of oil. So the Rashab explains, so it was with the Balatanya. Just as the olive give forth, gives forth its oil when it is squeezed and pounded. Similarly, it was only through the accusations that took place in in, in Petersburg that the essence was revealed. So similarly that the Rebbe and Hsidisbechlaw and the Rebbe had to be crushed and pounded to bring out that to bring out the essence, the essence. And the like the oil that's within the that point, that drop of oil that's within the, the core of the olive. A striking difference can be noted in the style of Rav Shnei Zama's teachings before his arrest and after his arrest. Named among chassidim before Petersburg and after Petersburg. His earlier teachings were brief, pithy, difficult to absorb. His later works were expansive, rich in elaboration, no less deep but more accessible because of the more generous exposition that he explained things much, much more after he was freed from, from Petersburg. The fact that the hardships and ominous arrest marked the turning point is not fortuitous, for oil only comes forth after pounding. Hasidic tradition interprets the arrest as symbolic of the test of the validity of Hasidus and its right to prevail. Was it All the all the tzaddikim saw the Alter rebbes arrest as being a very, very big as being a very big Nisayin to determine whether or not the time had come for for the light of Chasidus to continue towards Mashiach, and the davening and the fasting that was going on by all the Chasidim, not just by Chabad Chasidim, was was because they saw that everything really was was in danger, and and the Ketrugim that were coming and that that the, the, as a result of the Tanya being arrested, is this pounding and the and the crushing of the olive. And instead of destroying it, brought forth the the Tamsis, the inner essence of the of the of Sham, through the teachings of the Baal Tanya. After the Chassidim called Noch Petersburg, after Petersburg, after Saint Petersburg, the Balatanya let loose. I you mean, know, others the teachings began to be longer and clear, and 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 he began then to send all over to send. The teachings it was, it was the samayanas of Chassidus, began in earnest, really only after the liberation from 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 uh, St. Petersburg. The release demonstrated that the wellsprings may spread abroad without hindrance. then it became it became clear that the time had come for Lu for the wellsprings of the Volshemtes to go forth into the world to be to become clarified and to go forth and to spread out throughout the Jewish world. And that was seen as a haskama from Shemaim, that despite all of the things, the Meneas and the Ketrugim, that when the altarabi rebbe came out from jail, the way that he came out with all the Nisim and the flows that had happened, that the time had come not to hold back anymore. And after that, the altarabi rebbe didn't hold back anymore. In 63, footnote 63, Rosn de Razan. Which we already saw that Rabbi Shemaya, in the Maimah that we were learning before, refers to Chesidus as Rosn de Razan, as the secret of secrets. In Imri Bina, explaining the difference between wine and oil. So, Yai in wine is called secret, sud, ros. And oil is called Rosn de Razan, secret of secrets. As long as wine is withheld and concealed inside the grape, it gains strength and quality. So the maila of yayin, the maila of wine, is when it's held in, when it's concealed in the grape. And the longer that it's held in and concealed within the grape, it gains strength and quality. That's the nature of yayin, of sod. That the sod, the secret, is kept hidden And the longer it's kept hidden, the stronger and deeper it becomes. That's the nature of yain. Conversely, oil does not gain any additional power at all by being contained and withheld in the olive. It's not the case. There's no union of it being aged or being contained inside the inside the olive. Thus, wine is the category of the hidden, and has the numerical value of the word sod. Ya'in equals the word Sod. Hence it derives strength from being withheld and concealed, which is the meaning of Kabbalah. Kabbalah is Sod. this is Rosen de Rosen, is secret of secrets. Oil, however, transcends the sense of concealment and revelation. Oil transcends the sense of concealment and revelation, and therefore the constraints of concealment do not give it any additional strength. What does it mean that oil transcends the sense of concealment and revelation? It's a higher level of sod. So you would say that sod, when something is a secret, so ya'in, wine, is a secret, kabbalah is sod, and we see therefore that the whole union of kabbalah throughout the generations, that there was a milah to its being kept secret, and being kept only among a few people, a few great tzaddikim, Mashaani when it comes to rosin de rosin, to the secret of secrets. So, Davka there, the Mail is lekshaya futsa So, how is that a sod? If the secret is let out, what does it mean? If the secret is revealed, then how is that called rosin de rosin? Right? We need to understand. What does that mean? Oil, however, transcends the sense of concealment and revelation. It transcends the sense of concealment and revelation. Those there are things. The Chilic would be like this. Maybe to explain just the, the differences as follows: When it comes to a relationship, when it comes to a relationship between between um, between friends, so. Um, the there the, that which is unspoken between their friends, is the sod of that friendship, the secret of that friendship, which which is concealed in the time that they are children, they grow up together, so the sod is kept within, and this and and the secret uh, less spoken between them, uh, the better, in many ways, and that's the sod of who they are in that particular relationship and to the degree that it remains within and it's not discussed and so on so it's so it, it 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 remains a sod and when it is when it becomes open and revealed so then the sod in some way is then exposed and the sod is distilled or is watered down as a result of that as a result of that revelation Masha'en HaKain, when it comes to a relationship between a husband and wife, where, where the diburim of Ahava and the demonstrations of Ahava between the husband and wife is such a level of sod that it transcends the sense of concealment and revelation. Well, there, in the relationship between the husband and wife, the rosna of the Torah is that, that, that they reveal to each other the Ahava, in different ways, that the Ahava is revealed. But there, the fact that the Ahava is revealed doesn't in any way detract from the intensity of the Sod, just the opposite. There, the Ahava, the love, is so transcendent and so deep that it transcends the sense of concealment and revelation. And therefore, the constraints of concealment do not give it any additional strength. So Chassidus is is compared to oil. It also transcends concealment and revelation. We'll see more about that in Shem. Okay. Turn the page. Now the the Rabbi says that this is also expressed, the union of oil, this chiddush of oil of Shem and Zayez, is also expressed in nigla, in Halacha. He gives an example. Look at footnote 66, from the Mishnah and from the Rambam, in footnote 66, even according to Abiyach and Ben-Nuri, that the two of them, wine and oil, join, the meaning is not that oil mixes with wine, rather that the oil touches and adheres to wine, so he explains now what that is. The discussion in the Mishnah concerns the ritual purity of wine on top of which oil is floating. So you have the Mishnah is talking about where you have, where you have wine, and on top of the wine there is oil. Now the shaila is if someone who is Tomei touches the oil. So the shaila is what's the din? What's the din of the of the wine? The oil is the oil, of course, does not does not mix with the with the wine. So the oil is that layer, there's there a layer of oil that's on top of the wine. And then somebody who's tamay, there's a tumor that touches, that touches the oil. So the shayla is the guy with the wine. What's the din of the, of the wine? That's what the Mishnah talks about. One opinion in the Mishnah is that only the oil is contaminated because the two do not mix. Only the oil, the, the, because the oil is separate. Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, however, maintains that the wine is also contaminated because they are attached. Not that they mix, but they are attached. It is evident, though, that even according to Rabbi Yochanan, the contamination is not because the oil mixes with the wine, but only because the oil touches and adheres to the wine. So even according to Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, he's not saying that it actually mixes. He just holds that there's a din, that even if it's attached, even if they don't mix, if if they're just attached, thereby touching the oil, the Tumah affects the, affects the wine as well. But Lamaise, uh, they don't mix. They don't mix. So that's what the Rebbe is explaining. And thus, this is likened to oil. For it also possesses these two properties. Back, just r- reading it again. By virtue of its nature as essence, as the essence, it doesn't mix into any one particular thing. Like the oil does not mix into anything. It doesn't mix into any one particular thing because then it would be something which is one particular property of something. It doesn't mix into anything. It is something which is distinct and separate in that way. It is the essential core of the life force which is higher than any radiation and reflection. So it's the essential tichida. It's, it's higher, just like within us, the tichida is, is is a makif. It's not something which is which is. I don't know, which mixes in the essence, which mixes in a particular person and so on. But, on the other hand, chassidis diffuses into and permeates every single thing as we saw earlier. Now, how this is understood in Yiddishkeit and Torah, the Rebbe begins to explain now. This marshal, how this is understood, <coughs> the four levels of Torah, of paradise. Chiyas the life and vitality which the teachings of Hasidis infuse into all aspects of the world. The miniature world of man and the and the real literal world issue from the vitality the Khyas that Hasidis infuses into all the elements of the Torah and are generated from that life force, for all the elements of creation are drawn from and are derived through the Torah. In the Torah itself, there are four levels of interpretation: pshat, remez, Jerush, and sod. Pardeis. And the teachings of chassidus imbue each one with life and vitality. And that's really the whole the whole life of the Lubavitcher Rebbe and, and all that he was teaching. Was and he gives an example, of course, here in the sefer he goes to Ma'idaani. Those who learn this Mahima know that the Rebbe takes them. The takes. The, the Maida'ani, the, the way that we begin every every day our lives, the way that we come back to life every morning with ani, the Rabbi takes Maida'ani as an example to show how see, this infuses a new way of understanding, a new life, a new energy, into all four levels of understanding Maida'ani. To understand ani in Pshat, in ramiz, in Jewish and so on, I'm not sure that we're going to do that, that really is takes us, that's it's a beautiful thing, it's mamish beautiful, but it takes us really, I want to go into the Sugius of Chesidus itself instead of just going for, it take a long time to do that. But the Rebbe shows how in Maidaani when you learn Maidani, you learn it, you learn the Pshat in a different way, the remes, the drush, and the Sod, and in each aspect of Torah, we see the light of Chesidus and how it adds, how totally transforms the way of understanding each level of paradise. So here the Rebbe explains in the Torah itself there are four levels, Pshat, Reb, and Sod. And the teachings of Chassidus imbue each one with life and vitality. That is, in addition to the explanations which Chassidus gives to various subjects within all four parts of Torah, which negates the common misconception that Chassidus arose in order to explain only the esoteric part of the Torah, Again, this is something that we that we talk about a lot, and the, every single Shabbos night for the last couple of years, we're, we're learning. The Lubavitcher spoke about this a lot. How there's a misconception that Chassidus is only explaining Yisat Torah, is only explaining Sod, the the teachings of Kabbalah and so on, the deeper part of Torah. And the Rebbe says that's not true. Chassidus adds new life and vitality in a completely revolutionary way of understanding halacha as well, Pshat, Ram is and Sod. That's what we see now that the Swarm that are coming out now, like Ibn Shamayu and other tzaddikim, that the whole and we see this a lot in in, in uh in also uh if Kluger has put out a complete swarm on this Indian. And Lubavitch Rabbi in his tyres always was explaining Pshat, Ram is Drush and Sod, not just Sod, but he was explaining halacha as well. And everything, everything is understood in light of Chesidus, according to Chesidus, all four parts of the Torah. Not just that it's Panimius said Torah to understand uh, Saud, but all all levels of Torah have a new chiyas, since it's like the oil that pervades everything and is the essence of everything. So too, Chesidus is the parish, is the beer, is the inner explanation of all levels of Torah. So to understand, that's why you see you see the Rabbi the way he explained the Gemara, the way he explained Rambam, after explaining it all in nigla, then the Rebbe would always then the Rebbe would always explain the Yenushal Shal Taira. We go into the deeper, deeper explanation of pichsidus to understand the nigla that we were learning, that piece of the Rambam or that piece of the Gemara, and so on. Not just not just uh, in the South. Let's get to the, the Moidani part first. Let's just go a little bit further. Okay? A little bit further. The learning of Chesidus also infuses life into every subject. In all the parts of Pardes, Pshat, remes, Drush, and Sod, which we learn in the Torah on page 50. Which we learn in the Torah, and the subject then lives in an entirely different matter. With an essential life force, pchius atzmi. This vitality strikingly illuminates and profoundly deepens one, one's understanding of the idea, whether it's in pshat, in remez, drush, or sod. Let's let's take a look at the at footnote the footnote from the page before footnote seventy one. Footnote 71 from the Rebbe from Torah Shalom. The world considers Hasidus to be an explanation of Kabbalah. And the Rashab said that is a mistake. Hasidus is not an explanation of Kabbalah. The statement concludes that Kabbalah is an explanation of Hasidus. Now, first he explains that more in Kabbalah, in terms of Kabbalah. But go to the bottom, on the bottom of that column where it says there are two major ideas discussed here explains it in a more, in a clearer way. One, the manner in which Kabbalah is an explanation of Hasidus, and not vice versa, and the fact that Kabbalah is only an explanation or reduced reflection that does not capture the essence of Hasidus. In the first part, the Rebbe distinguishes between the nature and methods of comprehending, comprehending Hashem and Hasidus and Kabbalah, which we spoke about. Kabbalah is a descriptive anatomy, so to speak, of the body of the king meaning the various manifestations of divinity. That's what Kabbalah is. It's like anatomy. It describes all the different oilemas and the spheres, all the various manifestations of of divinity of elakus. It is interested in indexing, cataloging, and locating these divine revelations, assigning them places and names. Hence, Kabbalah is concerned... With the technical identities and relations between the spheres, the worlds, say the Ishtalshlas, creation, and so on. Chasidis, however, is concerned with the direct perception of divinity underlying all of these forms and locations. We learned this in the mind from Richard Meyer. It will thus employ all manners of explanation, example, parallels, including Kabbalah, in order to reveal the essence of divinity expressed in all levels and all that exists. That is, Kabbalah is the technical explanation of these forms and terms in themselves. Ma'a only uses and is interested in these forms as a means for perceiving divinity, for experiencing elakus and seeing Elokus in all that exists. So, whereas Kabbalah is the more uh, scientific, analytical description of the system that's out there, that's that's here, the description of the system... The lamaisa, the pole of, of seeing of how this is all used in seeing elokos and experiencing elokos in every moment of our lives, perceiving divinity, elokus. that's chasidus. As discussed earlier in chapter 3, chasidus is not limited to any forms. An analogy. So he gives an analogy. This is from the, the, the Rashab and the Rebbe spoke about this also. A physician a physician uses uses biology, chemistry, anatomy, and so on, only to gain comprehension of the body's essential life force. So the doctor has to go to medical school, and he studies biology, chemistry, and all of these things. That doesn't necessarily make him into an effective doctor. The fact that he is a bucky, that the doctor, that this, that this fellow in medical school was fantastic, and he became a bucky in the body and he understands all the different parts of the body and how the body works in medical school, that doesn't mean that by virtue of that, that he's necessarily the best or even a, a decent practitioner. He's a bucky. He knows, how the system, he knows how the system works. So the physician uses biology, chemistry, anatomy only to gain comprehension of the body's essential life force in order that he may be able to heal. The doctor is not studying this for the purpose for the purpose of just knowing the information. He's studying the system to understand the system in order that he'll be able to use it, it, to be able to heal, to be able to help people. He's not interested in anatomy in and for its own sake. It's not the point, although he might be interested in it, but that's not the point with the doctor. That's not why he's studying anatomy for its own sake. It's not lishma to understand all the different parts of the body and how it works, and the chemistry and biology and so on. But only insofar as it helps him further understand the nature of the body's existence. The nature of the body's existence. That's what the doctor, that's what the, that's what the medical student is trying to achieve, that he'll be able to understand the nature of the body's existence. And the relationship between between one part of the body and the other part of the body that 's what we spoke about now a lot we see that, that now it's much more it's much more specialized so you have a you have a doctor that uh, there's a doctor only for one particular union it's not the same thing It used to be that there was a that there was a the doctor was for the entire body so there's a myelin 's and it's the 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 myla the mile of that is that uh, this person spent uh, a greater amount of time studying that particular part of the body and he's a bigger maven in uh, he's a bigger maven in that particular part of the body the xsaran is that his understanding of the interrelationship or the general existence of the body is not necessarily as clear if you have there's a whole world out there of holistic medicine now holistic medicine even though there are a lot of strange things that that go on in that world because of the because of the nature of the the nature of the attraction of being part of that and being because it's less specific, so there'll be all kinds of people that, and, uh, and all kinds of all kinds of um, practices that are that are not necessarily a- a- effective but that's something which is obviously a step that's closer to the gilu of Mashiach, to, Kain, to Mashiach, the need of holistic medicine where where the body is not just seen from the perspective of the ear the eye and the the, the, the nose the throat the or somebody who specializes in, in you know in the little toe in the pinky or something like that, but rather the relationship between all the parts of the body, which is the existence the existence of the of the person himself, not just the existence of the heart, the cardiologist or the existence of the uh, of the existence of the neurological system, the neurologist and so on, but rather the the entirety, the existence of the person this hasn't yet been, these two worlds have not yet fused together so there are a lot of machlogists in between the doctors and the legitimate holistic people uh, the legitimate doctors and legitimate holistic people a lot of quacks in, in both of those worlds it's more difficult to be a medical quack because you have to take a lot of tests and you have to go to school for a bunch of years and uh, you know you did, you did a million hours of lab, and and you went and you were watching all kinds of procedures and surgery. When to be a holistic person, you could just you know, you could just go off someplace for six months and come back and hang something up, and and you're you know you're you're, you're, you're a healer. So there's there there there's obviously going to be much more. There's going to be mu- there's going to be a lot more uh, strange things and uh, illegitimate uh, things going on in that world of holistic medicine. Yet. There are, there are doctors who are, are, who are begrudgingly admitting that there's something else going on in the world besides mm. besides science or the science that they study of that particular part of the body. There's something else going on in the body where every single, every single part of the body is connected one with the other and there's something else that's going on. And, and to understand the deepest way of healing is, <clears throat> is not necessarily going to take place by virtue of that one specialization that you have in that particular part of the body, but by seeing everything, the shlamus of the person, which means also, of course, the eating, the exercising, all of these in the other have become much, much more important as we get closer to Mashiach. The, the whole picture, as opposed to that particular part. So what's interesting is that as we get closer to Mashiach, you have this tremendous, tremendous emphasis on specialization. And at the same time, the other extreme is there's a tremendous uh, interest in in the in trying to gain an understanding of the the whole picture of the of the person and how all of the different parts are related and connected one to the other this is happening simultaneously so what what the what the rashab is explaining is that uh, that the doctor when he's studying biology chemistry anatomy and so on Ideally, it's not for the purpose of just, uh, of just uh, knowing how the system works and knowing it for its own sake, but to f- help them further und- understand the nature of the body's existence, the nature of the body's existence, in order to be able to keep the body healthy and well, to keep the person alive and well. Similarly, Kabbalah is an anatomy, so to speak. Kabbalah is Kivyachal, the, is, is the science of Panemius. It's the anatomy of the worlds, of all the elements and all the spheres. While well, Chassidus is concerned with the essential comprehension of God's being and existence in, my, in myself, in the table, in the floor, in the napkins, the, the, that's what Chassidus is, is concerned with, the life force of God in, in the world. With the life force, with the vitality, with the ches, of, of the helokus, as it as it is expressed in everything that exists. As Kabbalah is more the is to understand the anatomy of the Eilimis and the spheres. Chesed is is concerned with the comprehension, with understanding God's being, the life of God in all that exists. The Rebbe then proceeds to analyze, the Rashab analyzes the nature of Kabbalah as a revelation of Hasidus, which, of course, is confusing to us because, because as, far as, as far as time is concerned, as far as chronology is concerned, of course, Kabbalah precedes Hasidus. But the nature of Kabbalah is really a revelation of Hasidus, another analogy. What does this mean? So he explains with a marshal, The Anatomy Textbook helps the physician understand the body. Nevertheless, the text is only a schematized secondary reflection of the body and not, of course, the essence of the body's life force itself. It's a textbook. Furthermore, the full force and essence of the physician's understanding of the human body is demonstrated not in his particular knowledge of anatomy, but in the practical effects of his healing. So as we said, the doctor could be a huge genius in anatomy, and he could be a tremendous bucky, and if you ask him anything that's in the book, he could recite it by heart. He's a tremendous, tremendous bucky. He, he has tremendous knowledge of anatomy. But that does not necessarily spell out, doesn't necessarily emerge in, in, his, in, the, in the practical effects of his healing. Of Hallemysa, how, how effective or ineffective he is as, as a doctor as a as a practitioner, similarly, Kabbalah, while it is a revelation, an explanation of Hasidas, meaning to understand it's the textbook, and therefore if you don't, if you don't know the basics of Kabbalah, you really have a difficult time understanding much of hasidus if you don't understand if you don't know the text, the anatomy if you don't know the basic concepts of Kabbalah, then Hasidus is going to be very, very hard to understand. So it's a revelation. It reveals and explains Hasidus. But it's merely an explanation, and it's not the essence of Hasidus itself, which is the practice of Elokuz, which is putting godliness into practice. The essence of Hasidus is captured only in, in action, in practical deed in action and practical deed. And therefore you'll see, Ma'am Haram, from the Alter Rebbe and other tzaddikim, how the highest, highest, highest thing in the world is the simple observance of a mitzvah. We'll see some some teachings from Rabbi Al-Khan, in this Indian, that the highest, highest thing that a person can do is ma'aseh mitzvah. The physical act of performing a mitzvah with Kabbalah Saul. But self-sacrifice and khasidis is the is the is the highest thing. Because Hsidis is not the textbook. Although you need a textbook to understand what Hsidis is. You need the terminology from Kabbalah and you need to study the anatomy of the of the Nishama. But but the revelation of Hasidis, the true revelation of Hasidis, is davke in the Maya's Amitz. And therefore, the Lubavitch Rebbe, who, who everything they were reading is the way he lived, his inyan was, his inyan was to get Jews to do mitzvahs, just to bring maaseh mitzvahs to every Jew in the world, Shabbos and lighting Shabbos candles and, and benching lulav and to go over to some guy in the street and to put a lulav into his hands and the guy says I don't know what this is he says never mind just do this. And to to understand the inyan that the Rebbe had with the mitzvahim with those mitzvah campaigns, and the exaltedness of a ma'iseh mitzvah of a Jew, even if he doesn't understand, obviously there's a much bigger myelot to understanding, but the ma'iseh mitzvah itself, and the Kabbalah's all of doing a mitzvah, because chasidus is the healing in practice, it's the medical practice as opposed to medical school. The study of Kabbalah is like being, so to speak, in medical school. So the the guy could be the, the, the top student in his class in medical school. And when you follow through with him in his career, he was a complete failure as a doctor. One does not necessarily mean that the other is Matzliach. So he was the top student in, in medical school, and he, and he understood the body better than anybody else in, the, in, the, in his class. And yet when it came to giving life with his knowledge, he 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 was uh, he had the strongest you know record for malpractice and uh, and killing people, you know as a doctor. It doesn't necessarily translate one into the other. Even though you know as they were taking morphine handcuffs for killing you know a patient or something, he, he was able to recite you know Gray's Anatomy by heart. You know he knew the whole thing. He was a tremendous buck. Here. He can't say, I he said I don't understand this. I I I was top in my class in medical school. How did this happen to me? And he's got like a whole cemetery to, to prove that he's, uh, that he's, that it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. So, so Kabbalah is the anatomy, Kiv Yochil, of Sod. It's the anatomy. The Rosin, the Rosin, the secret of secrets is Chsidis, because it's the secret of life itself, of the life force and the energy, the presence of a Likus that could be experienced in Amayise HaMitzvah, in Davening, in Limit Torah, and so on. And you see therefore that there's such a huge emphasis in Chassidus on Menhagim, even on clothing, on the Levushim, on wearing certain clothing, and all the Menhagim, all the Tzadikim, the Tamliya Baal Shem, and all tiny, tiny, tiny little ways of, of expressing a connection and excitement about HaKadosh Baruch That, of course, together with the not only the acceptance of the physical world as being an important place, but Davke, Davke, being involved in the physical world, as L'Chadchila, not as a David, which the Rebbe often spoke about, and we always talk about, that the world is not seen as something to stay away from. Forget. The, the, again, the Kabbalah is the anatomy. And for the capitalist, the safest place is being locked up in his room. Just like for the for the I mean lahalda, but as a muscle. the professor, the professor, the safest place for the professor is in is in the library. <coughs> uh, a lot of these professors, who are brilliant professors, the worst thing that happened is when they were allowed into the classroom. I don't know if you ever had the misfortune of having one of those geniuses as a teacher. That they not only don't teach, but they completely baffle and confuse the students. That person should have stayed in the library, continued on with his research or in the lab, maybe continued on with his research. He was a very good researcher, and he was a very good, uh, and he was, a, and he was a terrific thinker, and and he could have perhaps developed some new, some new things if he would have stayed in the library or in the laboratory. The problem is he let him into the classroom. The same way you have this doctor, that he was a terrific doctor while he was, he was a terrific uh, expert in medicine as long as he was in the classroom. And while he was in the library and studying all of the books and so on and in the laboratory with all of his experiments, it was terrific. But then once you let him into the, into the uh, operating room, you let him into the patient's room. Mm-hmm. So he's a murderer. So, lahavda la'al half is just as emotional that Kabbalah is the, is the, is the research. Kabbalah is the library and the research. Of course, we're not talking about the Yechudim, but the Mekabalim, Isaac and saying it's, it's a very big thing that we're not going into right now. But the Kabbalah, to understand that in a, simp- in a simple way, it's in the library, it's in the laboratory. That's what Kabbalah is. And therefore, the Wormu Kabbalim, as you know, tried to use Chachmas Kabbalah to change the world. <clears throat> Kabbalah Ma'esis, the were tzaddikim, it's a very, very dangerous aspect of Kabbalah, and the tzaddikum warned very, very much, very strongly against using Kabbalah in such a way. Because when the Kabbalist, <clears throat> when the makubal crosses over the threshold that leaves his library, leaves his room, and goes into the world, there could be a lot of crazy things that go on. because the Indian is the, is the study of the anatomy and the study of, of course, everything with Shem <laughs> Shamaim, but, it's, but it's, the, it's the textbook, it's the study, it's the library, it's the research. It's, un, it's, it's trying to understand the elements. Atzila's Bri, Atziya, C R C and the Sviras, and the Patsufim, to understand. And, and in that respect, the safest place for the Mekubal is his room. That's the safest place in the Makubul. As far as people coming to the Makubul, sometimes that's good. And I think it's probably safe to say that more often it's not a good thing for there to be contact between the Makubul, and the Hamoin Am that has caused a lot of problems in many, many ways. There are exceptions, but in many in many ways it's caused tremendous problems. The safest place for the Makubul. Is in the library, in the room, in, in the laboratory. the whole inyne this is minus by rosin the rosin, by the secret of secrets, which is the life force itself, which is existence itself, that pervades all of reality, and to and to communicate elokus to the entire world. The safest place for the for the tzaddik. For the Talmud of Balsham, the safest place is not in Israel. It's in the world. So the the but the Shumagid, the Talmud Mizir began to spread out, began to move. And this was always the nature of Hasidis just until recently, when uh, more recent times when Hasidis in general became terribly, terribly distilled and and much of Hasidis was lost and became an Indian of uh family dynasties and money and politics and many, many circles and so on. Well there also to, so now like you see now that there are that there are rebbes people that are that are very fine Jews and they come from a very, very fine lineage. Now, every now and then you'll you'll see some name of a like I've mentioned this before, like like there's some Rebbe from Rupshitz. We didn't hear about Rupshitz for hundred and eighty years and then where is this Rupshitz have been? You know who was who this? Or there's uh, or a new? Or there'll be a new Lezhenska, a new Nicholsberger, or something like that. And, you know, and since the Rebbe of Schmelke, we didn't know that it was a Nicholsberger Rebbe. And so there's some sort of Einiklach, very fine Jews Einiklach, and not saying God forbid anything disparaging about them. But they're they're in they're in their rooms, and they have their they have they. they you can't even really call it a this It's a this It's a you No, know, they have a you've got a bar park in every block. You you read the signs, you say, oh, that's. So and so, it says of, uh, of Radishes. So the best of Radishes, the best of Radums, the best besmed- So where's the hafotas and of Chizitos? Where, where? What influence do these wonderful people have over the world? If you go into these places, which which I have from Minchamariv over the course of many years, the, over the just uh, being around. So, or uh, what basically we're talking about, are, you know, sometimes fifteen to, to twenty five people, most of whom are sons in laws and nephews and so on, and it's a chesed. It's kind of it's very sweet. It's very beautiful, and they're fine people and everything. Wonderful, wonderful people. But there's no union of uh, there's no union of of uh, of if anything, it's 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 a fearful retreat from the world; it's recoiling in disgust from the world, which is the opposite of the of the darcha which the meaning of which the of, of is that is graduating medical school, and leaving the laboratory, and leaving the library, and, and going out into the world, and and um, and to reveal and to reveal elokus, to bring Jews closer, to show the elokus. And everything at work, playing ball, and and being a part of the world, being engaged in the world, and, and seeing a Baruch Hu, and everything that exists. So it's not it's not being in, in school anymore, which doesn't of course mean that you don't sit and learn as many hours as you can. Of course you do, but the tachlis the tachlis is mitzvahs and masim Mitzvahs and, taif, and to bring the Bani to the world. To reveal a kach baruch all that exists. So it's strange. The the kabbalist, the makubal, sits in his library in his laboratory. That's called roz roseter That's called the secret. And the and the chassid, the chassid that's out there. Um, that's out there. Um, maybe you know having a catch, playing ball with some with some person. And through that, somehow, bringing him close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's Isaac in what's called the secret of secrets, wasn't there mm-hmm. The secret of secrets. How is it a bigger secret? Because it transcends the world of the library and the laboratory. It transcends that, just as the relationship between a husband and wife transcends being in this particular place the union of the relationship between a husband and wife permeates every single thing in their lives. Not just hanging out together. Friends, when they're together, the friendship is experienced in that, in that, in that um, give and take of the friendship. But the husband and wife, it permeates every single moment of their lives. It's existence. It's not just an expression of friendship. It's their very existence. It's not the same thing as a husband and wife. Uh, because the husband and wife is rosin de rosin, is the secret of secrets, therefore it's not, it's not confined to the laboratory, to the textbook, to the classroom, to this moment of, of, uh, of being together and so on. But every single thing between them, when one passes the ketchup or the salt to the other, it's rosin de rosin. Every gesture, every single thing in their lives is pervaded by that reality of the relationship. Ashanti came when it comes to friends. They don't talk necessarily about the love between them, the friends, as I said before, they don't discuss it, but the friends. But when they're together, the friendship is very, very strong. Good friends, and they feel that, they experience that friendship when they're together. But it doesn't pervade every single thing in their lives. It's not a mark on everything that they do, even when they're apart. Mashenikain when it comes to the ahava between husband and wife, which is Razan de Razan, which is the secret of secrets. It's both mitzad, the expression, the demonstration of love at at particular times. But the ikkar is that it's demonstrated and expressed on the highest level Davka and the simple things of their lives. And the gestures, the little innuendos, and the things that they share in common, and all of those simanim, like the highest, highest thing we've spoken about in the past is the simonim that we have by Rosh Hashanah, or the simonim that we have by the Seder, kadish, karpas, yachas. When a Jew says the word, uh, when a Jew says maitzi it's aylimas, mamish aylimas, aylimas, And those words, maitzi and the simonim that you put, when you put a, a pomegranate on the table on Rosh Hashanah, it's rosin, the rosin, the secret of secrets of a husband and a wife, with simanim, simonim, rather simonim, because it pervades every single thing in their lives, even down to the tiniest little thing, like a, a piece of fruit. It's not the same thing when it comes to friends. Where we're, we're, we're there, it's the experience of being together in certain things that they, that they share in common, that make them and their memories and so on. But it's not etzim samai. Etzim samai pervades every single aspect of the husband and wife's life together. It's the, khis, the existence of who they are. So again, it's only a muscle. But it's no longer something which is in the library or the laboratory. It's not something which is academic. It's something which is in every single moment of life, even when they're not together and even long after one of them has passed away. It pervades the life, the, the life of the other as well. Are we going to finish, well. We're going to finish this. Uh, just take another few minutes, uh, Mish um, next week, and then we're going to move on. To work next